Welcome to the Gambling Chalk Talk Podcast, where we major in the wager. Podcast episode number 337. And maybe you do a little better job than Darth Wager in this one. Maybe my clues weren't that good. Uh, pretty funny, uh, him trying to guess who wore uniform number 37. In this episode, it's just me and Darth doing a summer movie flashback of Mel Gibson in The Patriot. And Heath Ledger, actually. He, he was a bit, pretty big star in that one. Uh, the picks, they are there on the website, but not in the podcast because I'm away. I'm away for about a week. Uh, so we pre-record this. Uh, hope you enjoy. Remember, if you have any comments or questions, you can email me at jeffreybelanger8 at gmail.com. Don't forget to use my bookie AG. Join their super contest for the NFL season, which is fastly approaching us. And uh, you can always make those baseball picks. They're on the website, jeffreybelanger.com. All the picks are free. There's an Amazon banner ad. Looks like my book, Squeeze Play. Click on that. Buy yourself something nice. A little bit comes back to help support the cost of the show. No additional cost to you. And my three books, the L.E.R. Mini Series, Cold Blood Red, Fourth and Dead, Squeeze Play. You can get them from my publisher, www.thewordverve.com. Or if you're an Amazon Prime or Kindle Select user, you can download your favorite electronic reading device for absolutely free. Hope you enjoy summer movie flashback, The Patriot, with Mel Gibson and Heath Ledger. Darth Wager, podcast number 337. So we're looking for uniform number 37. Early days of Madden football. I would always trade for this guy to be my fullback because he had the best hands and caught a lot of passes. Number 37? Number 37. Oh, my God. Born June 1st, 1968. He's 51 years old from Tyler, Texas. Went to Stephen F. Austin. Was a fifth-round pick of the Phoenix-slash-Arizona Cardinals. He played there for eight years, 1990 to 1998. Arizona Calders, number 77. Always, I always traded for him, man. Always got him on my team. I would trade like a second-round pick for him, even though he wasn't worth it, just so I could get the deal done. Number 37, he was the key to my passing attack. Yeah, because you probably ran like a, like a, you probably hot-routed it out. No, I do, um, I do split backs and always send the uh, one running back out one way, the full back out the other, and pass. In 1995, he had 119 targets. In 1996, he had 130 targets for the Arizona Cardinals. Oh, my God, First dude. team All-Pro uh, in 1996. His last name is the same as a position on the offensive line. Same as a position on the offensive line. He has two brothers named Curly and Moe. Larry. 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 Moe. Curly. Larry. Larry. Larry, <laughs> think Larry of offensive Cap- line, Larry. you fool. What? Think of offensive line positions. Uh, Larry Guard, Larry <laughs> Center, Larry Center, Larry Centers, Larry Guard. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! At least you didn't call him Larry Right Tackle. Jesus. <laughs> Larry Tackles. <laughs> I'm crying. I'm 
totally crying. He had 101 receptions in 1995 for 962 yards. I used to throw to him all the time in, in Madden when I played video games. Played nine years for Arizona, two years for Buffalo, two years for Washington, and won a Super Bowl with the New England Patriots. Oh, how about that? Yeah. So, Larry, Larry Tackle. Larry Sanders. God bless him. <laughs> uh, I'm never going to live that down. Nope, nope. Our baseball picks, you can get them at jeffreybelanger.com. There's no picks on the podcast today because uh, I am flying on my way back from Florida, probably as we speak, and uh, go to the website. It will be updated by either myself or Darth Wager with all the picks. The picks have been hot, and uh, they're absolutely free. Click on the Amazon banner app, buy yourself something nice, and a little bit comes back to help support the cost of the show uh, when you do that. And let's get to our summer movie flashback. We're going way back, way, 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 way back to revolutionary time. But the it was filmed in... 19, uh, 2000, year 2000, July 2nd, July 2nd, 2000, it aired The Patriot with Mel Gibson. Had a $110 million budget, Darth Wager. Made $113 million in the U.S., $215 million worldwide. It should have done better. I think so, too. This is my favorite era of America history. Um, Agreed. I, I found it interesting that uh, the guy that was uh, Colonel William Tavington, that the really bad guy, was supposed to be played. He, you, know who, you know who that guy was? That guy was uh, Draco Malfoy's father in, in uh, Harry Potter. Who's whose father? The guy that was the the, the dick red coat. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Malfoy's father. Yeah, yeah, Malfoy's yeah. father. That's why I was. I was like, it's not Severus Snape. Who the fuck is that? <laughs> that that part was supposed to be played by uh, by Kevin Spacey, but because they had to pay uh, Mel Gibson twenty five million dollars, they couldn't afford him, so they had to go with that guy instead. I I, I don't care. I think. I don't think it would have been as good with Kevin Spacey. No, that guy was awesome. He's a yeah, he was. Uh, Mel Gibson uh, turned down the role in The Perfect Storm. And The Perfect Storm premiered the same weekend. It starred George Clooney. Mel- and Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. Uh, Harrison Ford turned down the role of uh, Mel Gibson. Now. I think Mel Gibson was a perfect guy for this, especially coming off of Braveheart five years earlier. Hell yeah, especially the hatchet part. Yeah. The uh, character's based on Francis Martin, the Swamp Fox, South Carolina militia, uh, militia leader. Uh, it also goes... Uh, with another South Carolina militia leader, Andrew Pickens, who had his estate torch and lost a son before going back to the war. So, oh, never knew that. No, um, they filmed in South Carolina. Extremely hot during one of the days, and they had oh my gosh, was it eight hundred fifty 
No, 800 extras were used during this movie. And everybody was tired and morale was down. And one of the producers, Dean Devlin, convinced um, Mel Gibson to give his freedom speech from Braveheart to the, to the crew. And he still had it memorized. And he gave his freedom speech to the crew and, and lifted their morale and they finished the day strong. That's awesome. <laughs> Uh, the original movie was only supposed to have six kids, but Mel Gibson added seventh because he because he actually has seven kids. He didn't have seven kids for very long in this movie. No, he did not. And even outside the movie, two of the kids in that group of seven died of a drug overdose. Shut the fuck up! Really, I didn't know that. Yeah, Heath Ledger and one of the girls. Oh, 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 oh. I. I I thought you meant his real kids. Wait. No, 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 no. Two of those people died? Yeah, Heath Ledger and Sky McCole Bartusiak. I don't know which girl that was, but yeah. Oh, my God. The little girl or the older one? I don't know. Oh, my God. I'm going to look it up while we're talking. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. Um, the movie's based on a battle of, of 17 on January 7th in 1781 uh, called the Battle of Cowpins. George Washington's uh, less famous cousin, William Washington, fought in that battle. They chopped down a cherry tree. No, that that maybe maybe that was his cousin William that cut cut down the cherry tree, and he took and George took the blame for it. Damn, George, what were you thinking? You're lucky you got hired. Um, the theme music for for this movie was played during Obama's acceptance speech on election night. Part of the movie, some of them sound sounded like um, it sounded like Star Wars in the background. I was like, "Is this freaking Star Wars music?" <laughs> uh, do you know you, why? Oh, you're right. The freaking um, the girl that played uh, shit. What's her name? The girl that played. Oh, my phone's going crazy now. Uh, Susan Martin died. Yeah. Terrible. Yeah. What the hell? That's a bummer, man. You, was that the little girl in the movie? No, Susan was the older one. They took care of the the boys. Oh, no wonder why having all that pressure of having to carry for all those kids during a war can really get to you. Yeah, seeing her like older brother, you know, getting carried off to get hung, and then Thomas got shot. Jeez. Um, the amount of PTSD, and they didn't have hospitals then. Right. But what what did they do to to get through it? Uh, they drank a lot or did drugs, obviously. Well, or watched their father hook up with their uh, aunt. Uh, yeah, I know. Well, at least it wasn't his sister. It was his wife's sister. That's true. Yeah. It's all in the genes. Yeah. Uh, do you know why the South Carolina... Uh, University team is called the Gamecocks. Um, I don't have any appropriate answers for this one, Jeff. Okay. So Benjamin Martin's uh, character, his ability to recruit, was based on Thomas Smutter, Sumter, Sumter, S-U-M-T-E-R, whose nickname was the Gamecock, and that's where they got the... uh, the nickname from for University of South Carolina. 
Was there really a ghost, too, in real life? I don't know. I'm not sure. Uh, Heath Ledger, Gabriel Martin. He performed all his own stunts, and he almost quit acting uh, before he got the role for this movie because people only wanted to put him in teen heartthrob movies until The Patriot came along. So He did a good job in The Patriot. Yeah, it was really good. Uh, Josh Jackson, Elijah Wood, Jake Gyllenhaal, Brad Renfro, Paul Walker, and Ryan Felipe were considered for this role. Uh, Gyllenhaal and Ledger both worked together later on Brokeback Mountain. <laughs> I'm really setting you up with awesome. Gamecock and Brokeback Mountain. And you've got nothing for me. <laughs> nothing. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna, I have not had enough drinks tonight. Go on. All right, so uh, Benjamin Martin uh, goes to his sister-in-law's house, Charlotte Selton. And she based her, aner- her mannerisms and her inspiration for a role based on Scarlett O'Hara. And really? did you know her house is the same one that they used in Forrest Gump? Really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I, I like the movement of uh, how she ended up moving to the beach and basically just living like a Rastafarian lifestyle the rest of the movie. That's pretty good. So, John Isaacs, who was uh, Malfoy's dad in Harry Potter, uh, when Thomas runs to free his brother and he shoots him in the heart, and he looks at the boy and says, stupid boy. Stupid boy. After shooting. Uh, do you know what Ru- Ru- uh, Voldemort says to Ginny Weasley in Deathly Hollows? Stupid boy. Stupid girl. He used the line that Malfoy used. Malfoy's dad used. You think they tried to take him from there? No, not at all. Maybe. It, it, was, it was pretty well. I, I don't know. I thought that line went, went pretty well. It's not one of my top three lines, though. Um, Major no. Villanova, Villanova, the French guy. Uh, he's based on Marquis de Lafayette, a major general from France. I, he grew on me. Yeah. He grew on me. Yep. Yeah. And you just like him because he's French. So the, the, fi- the final battle, everybody had to go undergo a two-week-long boot camp before shooting began to practice their hand-to-hand combat moves, and they are authentic to the time and are still used by our military today. Did you know that? No, I did not. All right, so you know how all these movies have kind of tied in that we've done? We've done a bunch of movies now. We've done a, a boatload of movies. And they all kind of tie in. And this is how this one ties in, Darth. One of the Redcoats is floating in the river face down when uh, Benjamin Martin goes to save his, his son from getting hung, right? Yep. The Redcoat floating in the river face down is the same dummy that they used in Swordfish, that of John Travolta. No kidding. Yeah. Wow. That is uh, that is interesting tidbits you got right yes, now. Yes, I got a lot of stupid tidbits. Uh, the Rusky Switch. You know how we do our little, our little things here. Our Rusky Switch. So what would happen if the bad guys won? This is probably the easiest one we have. If the bad guys win, 
we're 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 uh, we got the Union Jack of uh, King George still up <laughs> instead. Uh, our taxes are probably lower, and I have worse teeth. <laughs> and the food is probably worse. <laughs> oh, we I, went eight shit over a small amount of taxes, and now we get taxed about thirty-three percent, and we're fine with it. Oh, I got to I got to tell you this story. It ties in with the movie, kind of, sort of. So I'm in tenth grade in high school. Coach Elliott's my social studies teacher, my high school basketball coach. He's got 99 points worth of questions. He needs one more point. So he throws in a gift, a gift question at the end of the test. Who won the American Revolution? And my my buddy Ricky, sitting next to me, I'm looking at his test when we get it back. Like, Ricky, how the hell did you get that question wrong? We don't run the the British flag. The, The English flag is not up the flagpole right now. He goes... I didn't finish reading the chapter, and they were kicking our ass. <laughs> <laughs> what a fucking idiot. <laughs> that might be the greatest story you've never told me ever. <laughs> that deserves a drink. Oh, my gosh. Uh, so, uh, I got... Top three scenes. Uh, top three quotes. All right. Oh, we'll go quotes first? Yeah, we'll go quotes first. Okay. All right. I'm going to go in reverse order. All right. All right. I'm going to hear yours, and then I'll tell you if you match any of mine. All right. So this is, this is my third one. Uh, Gabriel is going to, he's, he's, he's going to visit Anne. And they sew him into a sack so they can't fornicate at night. Right? I should have known you, this, you were going to pick this as a fucking line. So the wife looks at the husband that can't hear. He's got the little tube in his ear. And she says, Peter, don't worry. I sew better than my mother did. And the dad goes back, I hope so. <laughs> I know. That, I, I, I should have known you were going to pick that. Uh, so was that one of your top three? No, it was not. I would say my number three was... See, I, I get a little bit more deep with this movie. I don't go for funny because you picked the fucking Patriot. Yeah, no. um, I'm going to go with my the, my favorite battle of the entire movie, the Ooh. first one. Okay. And uh, the sons are going... Aim small, miss small. Yes. Aim small, miss small. All right, so I got, I got something for you on that. So that wasn't even supposed to be in the movie. There was a guy on scene, on, on set, that trained people to shoot the old-time muskets. And because they didn't fire very well, he, he kept telling Mel, Mel Gibson... <laughs> Aim small, miss small. Aim small, miss small. And they used it in the movie. Well, that was a great... That, that scene... Oh, I shouldn't talk about scenes yet because we're talking about lines. So. Right, right. Go on. All right. My number two. My number two. Reverend Oliver. Gabriel goes into church and is trying to rally the troops up to go with him to go fight. Ooh, the Orioles just came back to tie the Yankees. And he is... 
not doing very well. And Anne steps in and, and rallies the troops and gets a bunch of people to go. And the Reverend marches off to war with him. And one of the one of the uh, churchgoers goes, Reverend. And he looks at him and goes, a shepherd must tend to his flocks and at times fight off the wolves. That's a great line. Dude, absolutely agree with you. It is my second favorite line. It's your second favorite line. What's, here, here, let's hear your first. My first favorite line then. All right, so we, bo- we both have the same uh, second favorite line. I think that you're going to have the same favorite line as me. Colonel William Tavington. He's looking at Mel Gibson, and he goes, you know, it's an ugly business doing one's duty, but just occasionally it's a real pleasure when he's about to fuck people up. (laughs) That's a badass line. You know what? It is not one of my top lines. Oh, what's your top line? I don't have your top line. It's not even in my top three. William Tavington goes, it appears that you are not a better man. Gabriel Martin turns around as he stabs him in the fucking neck, and he goes, you're right, my sons were better men, and rips the thing out. That You can't get better than that. Yeah, that was Ben Martin that said that, but yeah, that was a good line. That was very good. Oh, did I say Gabriel? Yeah, he did. It was after Gabriel got killed, though. Yeah, sure. All right, three best scenes. Ready? All right. Go ahead. All right. This one, the first time I watched it, I'm not going to lie. I had a high allergy time. It was a lot of hay fever, a lot of pollen. It really, really got to my eyes. Um, When the girl that never talked. Oh, my God. Said, Papa, Papa. That's my number three. I got. I might have got Don't a little misty. Papa, that's my number three. It, it might have been the tree pollen. It might have been the tree pollen, or the poison ivy all over my legs. I don't know. <laughs> tree pollen ranked ten out of ten, right there. <laughs> yep, yep. It was a high tree pollen night yesterday, watching the Patriot. <laughs> yeah, I was like, son of a bitch, and all my daughters are up at Sandy Island right now, and I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> third one also. My second one is when uh, Benjamin Barton takes the two uh, boys he has left and gets them into the woods and they ambush the redcoats and, and kill them all and one survives. And the guy's like, it's a ghost. It's a ghost. Now, by far, I'm sorry. I'm going to have to say mine out of order now. That's my number one. That's your number one. I like people when they absolutely go fucking ham and just kill motherfuckers. That's my favorite part. Yeah. Um, my number two yep. is when William Martin absolutely shows up, that guy, and brings him his dogs and tells them the, the prisoner exchange. Yep. That is my second favorite part of the movie. Uh. <laughs> well, th- this one's really my third favorite part. Nah, the, the Benjamin Martin was the first one. The girl was second. This is my third favorite one. They're having the little ball out in the, the courtyard, and they've negotiated the thing, and they're, they're rowing the boat out to, in the Redcoats, uh, Benjamin Martin's crew, 
and they blow up the oh, boat. The old, the old baddie old lady's like, ooh, fireworks. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good part. That is definitely a good part. Uh, all right. Do you want to do the cast switch with Full House or Six Ways to Die first? Let's do cast switch with Full House and go Six Ways to Die uh, last. All right. Are uh, you ready? I, I didn't have Holland. parts for everybody. So I, I got a part for almost everyone. Some of them I was like, I don't really give a shit about them. Okay. All right, are you ready? Yes. Benjamin Martin, Danny Tanner. No. That's got to be John Stamos. John Stamos. I thought about that, but I, I disagreed with you. No. Because John Stamos died earlier in the, and before the movie even started. And Charlotte is on Becky. Charlotte's definitely on Becky. Lori Laughlin. Good luck in prison, hon. Um, oh, wait, 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 wait. Hold up. She's so hot. <laughs> Gabriel? Uh, Gabriel, I mean? Gabriel. Is yeah. <laughs> Steve. Yeah, I didn't put a spot for Steve, but I'll, I'll go with you on that. DJ is Ant. Yes. Agree. John Billings, the one that shot himself in the head. Most co- most comedy uh, comedic professionals do commit suicide. Uh, uh, that's a totally made up thing, but whatever. I'm going with it. Yeah. Joey. See, I got I got Joey because his last name's Coulier as the French major, Villanova. He's too serious to be that guy. Yeah. Where you have Bob Saget? Bob Saget, I said it was Benjamin Martin. All right, so Bob Saget, I have as a bit role player. I have him as... As the reverend? No, as Ann... Oh, that's a good one. Uh, Ann's deaf father. Oh, that's actually pretty good. Wait, wait, wait. I have Margaret and Susan as Stephanie and Michelle. Yep. And then the four boys... I have as a dirty um, room in the uh, full house. See, I was going to put Jody Sweet in, uh, which is Stephanie Tanner and Kimmy Gibbler, and have them be the two boys and just have girls instead of boys in that part. No, I'm just having them as a dirty room in the house because you need some type of climax. So I'm going to go with a dirty room as a climax in that in a full house because we all know Danny Tanner has OCD. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, Put a lot of thought into this. Yes. Uh, before we get our, to our to our finale, the six ways to die in the Patreon. Oh, I, I'm already picturing your six ways to die, and I'm freaking out because I think I'm dying in the first one. So before we get to our six ways to die, go to MyBookieAG, use the promo code DARTH at checkout, sign up for, for the super contest, $100,000 to the winner. There's $50,000 in more prizes. Uh, if there's more than 2,000 entries, the prize money will increase. And when you do that, a little bit comes back to help support the cost of the show. And remember, we have all our baseball picks up there. They're absolutely free. Use them on MyBookieAG. Use promo code DARTH. You get a 50% sign-up bonus. And I love doing the live betting with baseball. I've been, I've been all over the live betting uh, in the month of July and August and been cleaning up. Uh, let's hope it stays that way. Uh, so promo code DARTH at MyBookieAG. Um, well, I bet on the Yankees right now. The tide. Yeah, I know the the. If you had the if you had the, uh, we're recording this a week before it actually plays. But if you had the uh, 
the Orioles with plus five and a half runs. <laughs> you're 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 really feeling good right now. So absolutely. All right, six ways to die. Number one. This is before the ambush to go save Gabriel. When Thomas Thank gets God. when Thomas gets shot trying to save Gabriel and this state is burned down. Do you lose your shit or do you keep your cool like Mel Gibson did? I lose my shit and I die. <laughs> yeah, I knew it. I knew it. I knew it was a game that one. I did not think you were going to come out with that one. They didn't have ADHD medicine back in 1771. <laughs> hey, whatever. I haven't been taking mine, so fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> All right, number two. I might survive that one because I'm a, I'm a methodical and evil person when it comes to that stuff. Yeah, I, you know what? I, you're, you're right, Jeff. I, I'm going to agree with you on that one. I'm a chess player, so yes. you're right. I'm probably going to just bid my time as long as they're not hanging my son right in front of me, and I'm going to get it back. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure I can do what Benjamin Martin did when he ambushed that whole crew to save Gabriel with his two sons sniping in the side. Do you, do you survive the ambush? No, I don't think anyone really does. <laughs> unless, unless I can time travel and bring back like an AK-47, probably not happening. Probably not a good time to bring that up, Jeff. <laughs> no, probably not. Uh, the number three, the third one, uh, the fight in the field uh, where Gabriel and Ben Martin watched uh, from a house window. So Gabriel goes back to fight. Ben follows slowly behind him, and he's looking out, and they're fighting. They're fighting basically traditional means back in the revolution marching on and just getting obliterated the the militia and the and the uh, colonists and he's watching from the house window and his father sneaks up and goes yeah it's a slaughter they're fighting the wrong way do, do you do you uh survive that one do i survive if i'm in the field no do you survive if you're gabriel do you run out in that field and fight or do you sit up in that window and go fuck that they're stupid I stay up in the window and say, fuck that. I don't know why anyone agreed to fight like that back in the day. It's like, literally, oh, do you want to commit suicide today? Come join the Army. (laughs) Uh, The fourth one. So, Benjamin Martin and the boys have been doing ambushes on on, uh, on, on the little lines they have. Oh, I know which one you're going to. And they switch it up and they ambush him. And they capture a bunch of people, and a few people get killed. Uh, do you survive that one? Yeah, I am too. I, I'm a sneaky bastard. I don't take the trail. Like half the people took the regular trail back. Of course, there's other people on the other end of the trail. You gotta get off the trail and, and, and hey, slalom course through the woods. Back, let's just go back to my childhood when um, I'm going to say a few of the people I knew were destroying a car, anti cars. I got away. All of them got caught. Yep. <laughs> All right, Benjamin Martin, big nads. He goes, he goes right in with the white flag and negotiates with with uh, General Cornwallis. Huge balls, huge huge nuts, huge nuts. It's like that guy was like in his in his, in his second life. He was like a, a a guy from Ireland that or Scotland that fought off uh, the English in that. Yes. All right, last one. Uh, D- 
defeating Cornwallis in the final battle. That was a melee. There were tons of people on the field there. How do you get? I don't think. I don't think you'd let's do that. I probably died in the second one and the last one. The, the, you got the you got cannonballs flying all over the place. Yeah, my son, well, my youngest son walked in when the guy got decapitated by the cannonball. Like great timing, Jesus. Uh, Which son? Which young, son? The youngest. Oh Jesus. <laughs> um, but there's you know musket fire everywhere. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of stuff going on, and that, like swords and yeah, it's just yeah that's a that's a freaking that's a mess. It's a hot mess. Uh, absolutely hot mess. Yeah. All right, Darth. You got anything else to add to the Patriot? Anything that we missed? Um, the most fucked up part of the movie when that turncoat motherfucker burned them all in the church. Oh, that yeah, is the fucked up part of the movie. Yeah, it was. Yep. Not cool. Not cool at all. And when Heath Ledger put his guard down and got stabbed by him, why don't you just shoot the guy? Yep. Yeah, and he made like a noise, so he knew he was coming too. Like, yeah, be. I don't know. I, I am. I'm, I'm always on high alert if I'm in that situation. Best part by the Reverend though, throwing his gun up in the air as he's dying. Yes. To get Heath Ledger to shoot. Super slick like, move. Like he is, like he was John Stockton, and Heath Ledger was Carl Malone. <laughs> oh, that was great. <laughs> oh, I missed my time uh, podcast. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, thanks for listening to podcast number three thirty-seven, the Larry Centers episode. Uh, don't forget forget to visit mybookieag. Use the promo code Darth at checkout. You get a fifty percent sign-up bonus. Use that to join the super contest. You can use it to bet on baseball. Our baseball picks are jeffreyblander.com. They're absolutely free. Uh, and click on that Amazon banner ad when you're at jeffreyblanger.com. Buy yourself something nice with all those winnings. A little bit comes back to help support the cost of the show. And don't forget I'm an author. The LER Media Series, Code Blood Red, Fourth and Dead, Squeeze Play. You get them directly from my publisher, thewordverve.com, or if you're Amazon Prime or Kindle Select user, you can download to your favorite electronic reading device for absolutely free. Thank you, and everybody have a great work week. <laughs>